0: Hi everybody. Welcome to Let's Talk About It. I'm Amanda and it's been a minute. I actually it was a month ago that I had recorded a podcast with a dear friend and I just wasn't feeling compelled to post it, didn't understand why. And she actually ended up coming to me and being like, Hey, can we re record this? And um I explained to her like I it's not that I didn't feel like it was a great conversation and what have you. I just felt like this weird pause on posting it. And so um, she's like, it's funny because I was a little bit worried that you were going to be upset that I want to rerecord. I was like, no, obviously this is what the Lord wanted. So um, that's what we're going to do. So that'll be coming up. There's another conversation with a friend. Um, I will share all that info as it gets closer, but that's going to be coming out shortly. I, for now, um, just felt like he wanted me to come on and share what he has been speaking to me a little bit about. And um, one of those things being to surrender what we think things should look like in life and all of that to him, Um, clearly that being one of them um, as far as the podcast and what the world says that the podcast should look like or be the consistency of releasing these episodes because it's certainly not what it should be in accordance to um the podcast world. But I thank you if you're sticking around and you're still listening, still paying attention to what's being shared, even if we're not super consistent. Um, and so that also being one of the things that he's speaking really is in a matter of this all or nothing mentality Um, I have lived in for a very long time of where if I can't do something perfectly, it feels defeating and I don't feel worthy or enough essentially to do it in the way that he's called me to not, not necessarily even him in general. I mean, it comes down to things like housework and, um, I guess that's one of like the huge ones. Like I get overwhelmed in those situations, or I used to get overwhelmed in those situations of being like, I just get it all finished in one fell swoop. And he's like, okay, but like you can do a little bit at a time and it's still going to be overall successful. It's just that defeat and that mindset of defeat that will keep us in our place. And It sure did for a while. And so it's just so interesting in the way that he's so gentle with us. Um, There wasn't condemnation in any of it. I mean, there was from the enemy for a while. There was shame attached to all sorts of things. Um, One of the sermons that was spoken about in um, church for us was that there are certain aspects of our life where we keep them as like small treasures and we don't realize that we're not actually handing them over to the Lord. And unbeknownst to me until it was actually a couple hours after the sermon I ended up like weeping on the floor and being like, okay, well we're like I didn't realize that this is something I'm withholding from you. Um uh, and so therefore um it was something that I had I was asked to surrender and repent for. And um he's slowly but surely shifted my mindset. I recently heard something shared in the regards to, um, she was saying how our life and the walk of our salvation breaks down to a matter of redefining things in the way that the Lord is calling us to look at them. And it's so interesting because you would think like, Oh, okay. Like I'm realigning the way I look at, I don't even know. Um, grace, right? And that can look very different in the way he's trying to speak to you in one season of life versus another. Um, it goes back to talking about how the word is alive and how you can literally read the same scripture in a different portion of your life and get a completely different revelation out of it. Obviously, it should all still go back to the character and the nature of God and the overall context of his word. Um, but there's just a deeper revelation in what it means to you in your life because of what you're currently walking through. And the fact that he is, it's, it's speaking, it's a living, breathing word of God. And so, um, the way that it speaks directly to your heart and, um, in all of that, it was, it also goes back for me to, um, even I know we talk about like getting in the secret place and being in prayer with the Lord. For so long, that scripture that talks about going in and shutting the door, I, this sounds so insane now, but for so long, for so long, I felt so defeated over the fact that, like, I'm in a season of life with children that are young, and my schedule for work is crazy, and I'm, like, trying to balance all the things, also prioritizing the Lord Um, because that is, he is the most important. He is the foundation. And I just kept finding myself like hitting this wall with prayer. And I'm like, why is this feeling so difficult and so defeating? And there was one day um, I was again, like in prayer with him and it, it's so, I, I paused for a second because I'm going to kind of like do a little, like, trail off in conversation for a second to a different sidestep. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm going to sidestep for a second because I have to say, I think often we think of prayer as in, and trust me, there's, it is also this, but it's not only this. Um, So often we think of prayer as like, and this really does all wrap back around. So I'm sorry. I'm kind of like talking in a circle here, but it, it does, we think of it as in I have to like carve out this like an hour worth of my time to spend with him and um, it needs to be uninterrupted and I need to be in a space by myself and, and if it's not, it's not enough or I'm not doing enough or I'm not a good enough Christian or X, Y, and Z and in this season of life, like that seems very It it doesn't seem like it's a realistic expectation. And so that came with like, oh, well, obviously that means that you're not like planning out your time well enough or you're not utilizing your time well enough or or what have you. And the reality is, is there was the one day he said to me, Amanda, you need to realize that these conversations, this internal dialogue, it comes from you and I. There's revelation that comes out of these moments where you're washing the dishes and there's just this back and forth happening and it actually makes me super emotional to talk about because um, he's just so good and he's so faithful. He meets us even in the moments of washing dishes with our kids screaming around us being crazy and wild and chaotic And it's still that voice that we hear that just speaks to our heart or brings us to our knees and it sustains us in those moments. And so he was just revealing to me, like, it's such a critical mindset in this way of if we're not doing it in a way that we're envisioning. Yes, there's scripture that talks about going in and shutting the door and having that secret place. But he also revealed that that secret place is also where he resides within us, and it talks in the um scriptures about how the child was um created in that secret place the womb of the of the mother and it's it's internally it's in in private in secret and and that's the same way even with the Holy Spirit dwells within us. It's it's that secret place within us, within the temple of our body, where it is between him and us, and we don't have to let anyone in on that. We don't have to share all that the Lord, and in fact, we shouldn't. That's part of intimacy, and I'll parallel that with your spouse. Are you going to be an intimate in an intimate relationship with a spouse and go and share all that information with outsiders? No there may be intimate moments you have with them that is something that may be shared or glorifies or testifies, but there's not going to be, it's not all going to be shared um, with outsiders. And so um it was just so gentle and so kind in the way that he removed that condemnation he removed the shame um there was shame over the fact that like i claim to be this christian and i'm over here and i feel like i just can't hardly get into prayer he's like no you're literally praying with me all day long when you're in communion with me in these conversations this internal dialogue And of course, the enemy also would love to get in there and be a part of that conversation, but we know the voice of the Lord and it's redirecting our focus on him. Um, Psalm 57, one through three says, I will take refuge in the shadow of your wings until the disaster has passed. And for me, um, just even, and I know that's like one of so many scriptures that we could be chosen in regards to this, but. I just love the visual of being in refuge in the shadow of his wings and the fact that it's in that secret place where we find safety, where we get away from the noise, that there may seem like chaos and turmoil around us, but it's in reminding us that when we stay abiding in him, and that's literally in him, it reminds me of like, as our children come to us and they're hurt or they're upset or they're scared, and we embrace them, and they're underneath our arm like in between our arm and our chest right it's It's in that shadow where they find that comfort and that safety, and it just became so real um to me in those moments where he sees where I'm at in the season of life that I'm in. And that's not an excuse or a justification for not still pursuing him, hungering for him, but he desires our, that hunger of our hearts. And um, it talks about in scripture, like seek the kingdom first in his righteousness and all else will be added unto you. And that's what that is, is it's like we are we have a desire to seek him, a desire to seek that righteousness and the fact that everything else is going to come together and trusting in him in that and not striving, having grace for ourselves. Um, someone recently just asked me, Um, when it comes to grace, how, how do we go about giving that in a way, um, that just feels sufficient? Um, I'm totally paraphrasing what was spoken, but the reality of it is, is when we don't have grace for ourselves, it's very hard to give, if not impossible, to give grace to other people. Um. And as I was even like praying into that further, I was brought to just the reminder a a while back, he spoke to me about, um, his grace being the resurrection power. And when we sit in that for a moment in the fact that that grace is not for us to justify, it's for us to realize that, that resurrection power is sufficient for us. It's a resting in the work of the cross and what's already been done and receiving that for ourselves. We get caught up in this striving. We get caught up in, um, the toiling and many of those, the time that is from our, our fleshly self. And, and for me recently, it's been, um, him trying to break down these walls of control, um, growing up, things kind of felt out of control for me. And so what I would grasp onto is, um, the environment around me being, being able to control like how clean my room was and how organized I was and all the things. Well, that was thrown right out the window when we go into parenthood and our children and all of those things, um, and being able to, realize that control is a false sense of security. I have certainly not even scratched the surface in this. Um, I was talking to someone about it last night and I was like, you know, I thought for a while I had given up that control. But the reality is, is if we don't allow the Lord to do that work within us, many times we just create new coping mechanisms. We, we find something else to grasp onto instead and, um, I mean years ago, for me, like it would be, "Oh, I can't wait until I get home, and the kids are in bed, and I can sit down and I can have a glass of wine, and then I can relax and I'll have peace, and I'll be able to enjoy this and that and i'm not there's no condemnation to anyone that hasn't had this conviction, but I went there was one night I reached into the refrigerator, and there was a box of wine that was recently purchased there was i mean hardly any was taken out of it, and he spoke so clearly to me. And he was like, where's your source of peace? And I, it hit so hard. I was like, okay, that's, that's it. I can't, no. And the reality for me was that if I'm reaching for something other than him, it's become an idol. And I don't have room for that because the closer I get to the Lord, the more things fall off and they fall away. And I would rather that closeness to him and that embracing that relationship with him, than I would in that alcohol. I mean, it's doing nothing for me, honestly. Because what what happens? It leaves, and you're still, honestly, most of the time. Um, because it is a depressant, um, it then creates emotion that was not even there before, and so. I just, I laid it down at his feet and I was like, nope, this is, I don't want this anymore. I much rather, um, be in your presence and seek you instead of that. And, um, it's one of the reasons I love fasting. Um, cause even comfort in, from food can occur, right. Um, I'll never forget one day I was grabbing a sweet treat. Cause I was like, oh, I, I just have this craving. And so I grabbed this treat and I, I consume it and I go and I'm in the shower afterwards. And I'm like, um, what is that? Like, I, I, it's still there, but like, it actually feels like it's different. (laughs) And he, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and, and just said, um, Amanda, that feeling that you had in regards to seeking that sweet treat. Is in parallel to a child seeking their parent for comfort and instead being handed a snack. And I was like, "Cool." The reality being, my craving, my hunger was for the comfort of the Lord, and instead, I consumed a snack to think that that was going to fulfill that void that I, I, or that. Desire that I had, and the reality was, is that space was only made for him um, to fulfill. And I'm so grateful for his gentle corrections in those moments because he loves us, and and those that he loves, he corrects, and it's never in a condemning way. Um, it's truly the embodiment of the fruits of the spirit. Um, and his, the more you spend time with him and you get in his word, the more you understand his character and the nature of who he is. And the easier it gets to point out what the voice of the enemy sounds like versus the voice of God. And, um, so as we are I was going into this whole grace thing and like, and praying into this Ephesians two, eight through nine was brought to me, um, for by grace, you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift or the offering of God, not by works so that no one can boast. Y'all, how often are we in this place of honestly boasting in the way of, gosh, like If you even think about it at all and you like take a step back, I'm like, man, like I just, it is only through the grace of the Lord that I am a mother of three children, homeschooling, working part time. Um, And it's because I know that that's what he's called me to. And so if he's called me into something, he's going to provide the grace or the resurrection power for that. And it's resting that that is true in the fact that that is true, and it's an honestly like his death on the cross was an offering to us, so that therefore we can rest in the resurrection power of Christ. And I, I just I heard it said a while back: Are you allowing? yourself or allowing Jesus to receive the full inheritance for his sacrifice. And when that was said, I was like, oh man, like that's what, like the fact that if we get into this place where we're not providing ourselves grace, we're gypping the Lord of the inheritance that he has for himself that he has given in regards to the offering of his own body. And it just brings me even to, um, John one, um, out of his fullness, we have all received grace in place of grace already given for the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. And the note section in my study Bible actually says, the fact that John states that grace comes from his fullness teaches that grace is more than God's disposition or impersonal favor. It is God meeting us at our point of need in the person of Jesus Christ, including all his power and provision. And um, it was a couple months back where I just really was sitting in the fact that Jesus is the gift and his resurrection power that came um through that gift has been given to us as the grace that we need to be carried through this life and even when it comes down to um i've had situations where i'm like okay lord like especially I think this is really true for new Christians, people that are like recently say, like receive salvation and believe in the Lord. Um, It's this idea of like, oh, I've got to change everything and fix everything up and do everything all at one time. Like my whole life needs to change. And yes, this is true, but that happens through the Lord, through Jesus, through the work of the cross in our lives. It's not something where, um, and I've truly, for me personally, I have experienced times where um it was like, oh, well, I've got to face my finances, I've got to face my things that I'm placing as idols, I've gotta change things in my parenting, I've gotta change relationships, I've gotta get it. And like the Lord just like, okay, like let's rest in the fact that I will bring these things to your attention. As I'm calling you to address them because there is a resurrection power behind what he is asking of us in that moment and allowing us to get to this place of repentance, which is turning away. And in that comes his power to overcome. And it's the walking out of the salvation that the Bible talks about and the fact that it's not this ginormous like I mean for some people there is huge transformation that happens immediately um and you are able to witness that and see that and see the fruit of that like so soon but that's not the case for everybody and I think if it was we wouldn't still like 15 years into salvation still needing to cling to the Lord and knowing that like daily we are becoming more and more like him. Um, but it's, it's trusting in that. And, um, I truly believe that, like, I mean, obviously we see in the scriptures where, where Jesus dies on the cross for our sins, like that grace is birthed out of the compassion that he has for his, that God has for his people. And, I honestly I encourage you to study out the word compassion in, in the scriptures. Um, I really love the blueletterbible.com. Um, actually, I don't think it's the I think it's blueletterbible.com. Um, it really allows you go to go into like word study, topical studies, um, and look into like the Greek and Hebrew context of the word and dive into it in that way and the revelation for me that comes out of that is just incredible. Um but what I thought was so cool as I was looking through this is um the compassion when the word compassion is used there are so many so many scriptures where compassion comes before the miracle working power of God is um is shown. So like um Let's see, I don't know where hang on one second. I have my phone right here. I'm gonna look at. I have a couple of scriptures that I saved that I wanted to read quickly. um so yeah matthew eighteen twenty seven then the Lord of that servant was moved with compassion and loosed him and forgave him the debt matthew eighteen thirty three um should not. You also have had compassion on the fellow servant, even as I had pity on thee um, matthew twenty thirty four so Jesus had compassion on them and touched their eyes and immediately their eyes received sight and they followed him, even mark one forty one and Jesus moved with compassion, put forth his hand and touched him and said, "I am willing, be clean." Um, and that scripture alone is talking about, um, like if it's his will, if he's willing, um, to heal him and the Lord talking about how he is willing. Um, and it's just for, I think so often we get into this place of, um, not even having compassion on ourselves. And I'm not saying like, again, like, yes, Well, let's back up. Even in regards to, I think sometimes we talk about like the empathy that we have for people. Um, And the empathy is great because it's your ability to relate to another person's pain as if it's your own. But like, because we, we love empathetic people. We talk about it all the time about how like it's a negative. Somebody doesn't have an empathy, but I would rather somebody has compassion and that compassion like we've talked about that actually the Webster dictionary says sympathetic consciousness of others' distress together with a desire to alleviate it. Um, and so I, I think one of the ways in all of this tying into the grace aspect of, of grace for another is that the compassion that we have for people. And one of my prayers frequently is, Lord, allow me to see them in the way that you see them. And you can't tell me that as a parent, you don't look at your children and you're like, you have compassion over something that they're walking through that's like harmful or hurtful to them or what have you. And you want to alleviate that in their life. Um And there are times too where we would like to, but we know that that's not what's best in that situation for them either. Um and i mean i so many parents i know that have dealt with children with like addiction or or whatever issues and wanting to them get them out of all of these situations and alleviate whatever um that issue is just removing those things from them continuously doesn't do anything um for again, allowing, going back to allowing them to walk through these trials and allowing them to count it all as joy, even if it was uncomfortable in the moment. And that's the same thing, even with the Lord with us, right? As as a parent, he's the perfect parent and knowing that he has compassion. And just because he has compassion doesn't always mean that it's being completely removed from us in that moment. Um, I, I, What I was going to say, though, in regards to the grace aspect of this is I pray often, Lord, allow them, allow me to see them the way that you see them. And there's such a time where in order for that grace in situations to come, there is compassion that is birthed um, in that as well. And, um, or I should say, Like going back to that is the compassion births grace. And, um, we had actually an experience where there was a young child, um, like a preteen and, um, or young adult, I should say, but a preteen and their behavior was something that I had never witnessed before. And, um, I was struggling quite honestly, and I was like, I don't understand this at all. Uh, it doesn't make sense to me. I think a lot of times, um, fear can come in in those situations too when like we don't understand something. Um, and so I remember specifically asking, um, and in that moment, it wasn't necessarily in prayer. There was a, a woman that was present, um, who is a therapist. And I asked her, I was like, okay, help me to understand what's happening in this situation and like underneath the surface, right? Cause we tend to judge based off from what we can see in the natural sense, but like underneath all of that, what's what's happening. And this is where in prayer with the Lord truly helps tremendously. Um, if I'm struggling with grace and with certain people or certain situations, um, Having his vision, seeing from that bird's eye view of things is immensely helpful because it takes that emotion out of that situation um, and allows me to come up higher of this, the viewpoint, right? And so um, her response was um, oftentimes they have been very hurt by other humans and um, therefore they're seeking safety, in this um, behavior. And instantly I was like, okay, there's the compassion. And like, that's what compels me. And like, even aligned me with the heart of the Lord. I, I so quickly just by hearing that and gaining under, and I'm not saying like, I trust, trust me when I say like scripture tells us, right. That it is the understanding and the wisdom of God above all else, that is what we want to be moving in versus our own understanding in the natural. Um, But in this specific situation, um, it really compelled my heart. And um, I actually had left. My kids were being a little crazy. (laughs) And so I left. And as I left, I was praying and um, the Lord really convicted me and was like, you know, this would have been a perfect opportunity to share my heart with her. And, and by that, it's sharing the love of Jesus, right. Um, with her and in, in that moment. And, um, I repented in that moment and I actually messaged someone that was still there. And I was like, man, I'm feeling the conviction over not actually going up to her and sharing the love of Jesus And it's wild because that person didn't respond to me immediately. And after the fact, I had found out that that was exactly what was happening when I messaged them. So God just works in amazing ways. And that is his grace on that situation, right? The grace with me of like, I didn't, I didn't act or even really have that like prompting, I guess in that moment I did in hindsight, but it was more so the gentleness of the Lord in that correction and seeing his grace on that and where he put someone else in motion when I didn't, um, I, I wasn't prompted or I didn't feel that prompting for whatever reason in that moment. And I think that like, I've, circling back, like when we don't have even that grace for ourselves, it's hard to give that to other people. Um, we tend to be more critical. Um, we tend to have expectations that are greater than the Lord's. I actually even, um, for as far as parenting and children and what have you, um, uh, recently I was really feeling the Lord just speaking to my heart about our kids in the way that the expectations that we place upon them and even their behaviors and um, really a lot of times it's for our own comfort that we create expectations and it's out of this place of emotion of where like, okay, well, I'm uncomfortable in a situation. So I'm expecting you to respond and to act this way so that it fixes my comfort. And the reality, again, it's him asking us to surrender our comfort in order to serve others. And in those moments, it's like, okay, what do your children need in this moment? Like, What is it that um, you can do to meet their need in the way that I have done many times for you? And it's such a mindset shift um it also it's in those moments where we show humility and vulnerability and connection and getting to this place of i desire for my children to see my heart above all else and to not only just i mean obviously like not my heart in the flesh my heart that's aligned with the lord's heart and so they see jesus through me and i had someone else asking um How do you bring your children to this place of desiring to get closer to God without feeling as though it's a forced thing? And I, I genuinely believe it's through our own actions and the way that we live out our lives and the love that we show that we have for the Lord. They're able to see that and to witness. Um, it wasn't all the time or like not that long ago where, I didn't even feel comfortable like praying in front of my kids or worshiping in front of my kids or whatever. And um, the Lord began tearing down those walls and being like, you know what, it's in this hour, it's in this time, and it's in this like, um, like generation essentially where it's so important for these kids to see us in this place of adoration of God of seeing how he's moving through our lives. I, I always am brought back to the scripture where it, it, I can't even remember. I keep trying to like go down and find exactly what it is, but um, it talks about essentially how like the testimonies being shared of Jesus and his, of God and his goodness skipped a generation. And um, I'm totally paraphrasing that. Um, and for me, I, I don't want to be that parent who doesn't share the goodness of God and allow my children to see the testimonies and hear about the testimonies of what God has done in our lives or is doing um and simply seeing him as just this like um man who's just like expecting you to uphold these laws and regulations and these rules and all the things like, no, it's the goodness of God that brings man to repentance. And that's what's the driving force of our love for Jesus. And our desire to obey is the goodness of him and who he is and and knowing that in real time. And so um, in this generation, I, I recently heard someone say something along the lines of there's parents that are feel fearful in regards to their kids growing up in this day and age. But the reality of it is, is like our kids are going to be stronger and more bold. And, and they're going to be essentially like glory children because there will be a glory within our home. As long as we're surrendering and submitting to the Lord, there's going to be a glory in our home that they are they have knowledge of, they have understanding of, they're a part of. And I so deeply see, um, so many parents these days. I just recently, there was a woman who came up to me and was like, um, we're in, we're, we're looking into coming to church because our son is so interested in God and asking questions. I mean, time and time, that's just one of many, um, stories that I've heard of, of parents who their children are drawing them closer to the Lord. And I think I might've previously even spoken about that, but, um, it's all relevant. And the fact that when the, when our children, even if, even in the day, especially I should say in the days where we're, we're not getting it perfect, we're not always right. We're not, um, we don't always have our stuff together. There's weakness and they see that it's the humility. And, and I'm not saying like coming to them every single time and being like, like, or I shouldn't say. I'm not saying repeating the same thing over and over again and going to them about the same thing, apologizing over and over again. I've said to my kids so many times recently of like, okay, I understand that you're sorry, but like we have to, where's our heart posture with this? Like our actions and our heart need to align with one another. Um, And so I, I, admit when I screw up. Uh, and, and yes, there's going to be multiple times for the same thing. And they understand that and they see that. And, um, I'm not asking for them to justify that or to condone that. It's just genuinely like, I'm aware of this and I have to take this to the Lord and I, I'm struggling. And I thank you for your grace with me. Um, and, and it genuinely helps when we have that acknowledgement, even within ourselves, um, that we're going to fall short. One of my biggest fears as a parent has always been that I'm going to screw my kids up. <laughs> I'm so grateful for the grace of God because I think we all, I mean, I know we all, we all will, right? Um, But I'm so grateful that he works all things out for our good, for those who love him and live live according to his will. Um, and I am so grateful that he is the ultimate comforter, the ultimate healer. He's the one that redeems and restores and in all of that. It allows us to give ourselves that grace, um, because He gave it to us, um, and so freely we receive, freely we give. Um, I know that this isn't probably a um, really something that anyone wants to hear, but the reality of it is, is that when we're struggling—and this is myself included—when we're struggling to give grace and to be compassionate, um, it's because our heart's really out of alignment with feeling and understanding the heart of God and there is a softness and a gentleness. The fruits of the spirit come out in those moments. And, um, and when we're in alignment with him, we also feel that comfort from him in that correction, that gentleness in that correction when we fall short. Um, and so I just encourage you if this is something where you're finding that you're so hard on yourself, Go to the Lord with open arms and open hands and allow him to, um, reveal to you where it is that this even came from. Like there's a lot of times when we feel as though we can't overcome something, it's because there's a root that needs to be uprooted. There's something that needs to be spoken to our heart so that there's a softening of that. Um, one of the things for me, and this is kind of might seem like a silly example, but, um, communion for a long time always kind of gave me this like turn up my nose response. And that sounds crazy, especially to um, people that love the Lord. Uh, but the reality is, is that I was raised in a mindset where it was like religions, like just what you do. And, and this opposition that I had towards it, it wasn't towards the communion. It was towards this feeling that I got during it. And so when I realized that the Lord was trying to reveal something to me and I pressed into that and I was like, okay, Lord, you redefine what this is to me. You, um, you reintroduce right. Communion to me and the way that you desire that to look in the way that you've created it to be. Um, oh my goodness. I was, I I just so grateful because had I been like, oh, that doesn't feel good. I don't like this. Like, that's not something that feels, um, it just feels like a religious due diligence. And therefore, like, I, I don't want to fall into that sort of thing. No, like surrendering that to the Lord and being like, okay, why is this something that seems so like, there seems like there's such resistance or this seems so difficult and allowing him to speak into that because, I would not have the revelation of communion like I do today and the appreciation and the um, heart uh, for it um, if it wasn't for God helping me to bring that understanding and that wisdom that comes from him. Um, I want to say it's in Ephesians. See if I can jump there really quickly without losing y'all in the midst of all of it. Um. is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead, seated him at the right hand in the heavenly realms, far above all rule and authority, power and dominion in every name that is invoked, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way, I, this scripture, I actually, is one that I regularly will go back to and pray. Um, because I want the wisdom and revelation of Christ so that I can know him better. And so today I just pray over every single one of you. Um, even those of you that don't yet believe in the Lord, I pray that this spoke to you in some way, if you're still sticking around. Um, but I pray that he reintroduces himself to you pray that it's a reintroduction of who Jesus is, not by those words of man who may have been hurt or broken um, by people, because I, I guarantee you they've never been hurt or broken in a way that God has inflicted upon them. Um, and I just, I pray that that reintroduction happens so that you can have a fullness of understanding in your heart of who the Lord is, who he's always been who he desires to be of you. Um, And so, Father, I just ask that even today, Lord, that you just reveal yourself, make yourself known in the way that you desire to be made known to us. Lord, I just pray that every lie of the enemy falls away, every stronghold of any words that have been spoken in regards to who you were in a negative light, um that maybe we've heard or we've chosen to believe or um lord i just pray that those are laid down today that you speak into the hearts of those that are listening to reveal who it is that you are to them who you desire to be to them we know that um there is a greatness that you have called us to and i pray that your glorious light shines through each and every one of us lord i pray that we just surrender to the journey of salvation Lord, that we are able to hand it over and trust you to finish the work that you started within us, Father. Lord, that it is the minute that we surrender things to you that things really begin to shift. And I pray for a deep heart surrender. I know sometimes it may seem hard to surrender things over and to not necessarily know how, but often it's the fact that we have to surrender first our understanding. Because things don't always make sense in the natural, the way that he is um, asking for them to be in the spiritual side of things, Lord. And so I just thank you for your goodness, that your mercy follows us. Lord, I thank you that um, you haven't called us into this place of trying to do any of this on our own. But to truly rest in you and the resurrection power of Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. I love you all. I hope this spoke to any of you. Please reach out. Um, if if anyone needs anything for prayer um, and if there is any desire um, at all to continue listening to these, I pray that there is. I pray that there's fruit in your life. I pray that there's blessings upon you. And in all of that, um, subscribe to the channel. It'll update you and let you know when there's new podcasts that are uploaded. Um, share or review share with friends, post on social media, all of these things, not for me. Please don't do it for me. Please do it for the glory of the Lord. And if this has spoken to you in some way, shape, or form, ask the Lord today who you could share this with that that he feels um, needs to hear it. And in all of that, I pray blessings over you, and I hope you have an incredible day. God bless.